for my theme song. My leather black jeans on. My by any means on. Pardon, I'm getting my screen on. Enter the kingdom. But what do you bring home? You see a black man with a white woman at the top floor. They gonna come to kill King Kong. America packed in. Came to see me in my black skin. Number one question they asking. Fuck every question you're asking. If I don't get ran up by Catholics, here comes a conservative Baptist. Claiming I'm overreacting like a black kid. Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we encourage you to support the stuff that you do enjoy. Whether we like it or not, it's totally immaterial. If you like a band, buy a t-shirt, buy a record, go see them, support it in whatever way you see fit. The format of the show is very simple as well. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. Everything is listener submitted. We roll some dice and randomly select usually between five and seven bands per episode to listen to. That's all there is to it. If you want to submit music, it is demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the year the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. If you want to call in, it's 260-222-8341. If you want to subscribe to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast. Before I start, uh, I got a few points of order this week. You got anything? No, you're gonna pick some fights. Uh, no, name names, pick fights. I don't think I'm gonna name names and pick fights this week. No, I, I was gonna do. I was gonna shout out uh, a a young zine, a couple young zine makers I saw. That's uh, Scott put me onto. They're out of CT. Um, it's called Turnaround the mm-hmm. Zine, and it is wild. And it totally, it. it I don't want to say it restores my faith because my faith is fairly unwavering that. Whatever old men think, usually the kids are doing just fine. Right. But they, it's a, it's a zine from Connecticut that is focused specifically on Connecticut hardcore acts. And the kid's making it appear uh, to be in high school still. Mm-hmm. And in the zine are like reviews of like of like fast break shows from like 1996, mm-hmm. and like hey look up this fast break show on YouTube and check it out. And it's just like talking about wide awake and stuff. And it's just 15 and 16 year old kids doing this, mm-hmm. and it's very strange, but on the same token, very fucking sick. Like they have chosen a very specific era and style of Connecticut hardcore that they connect to now over 30 years ago or about 30 years ago for some of this stuff uh even though they're in high school which is cool and it's sick the layout is sick like it's fucking awesome so shout out to that um i also want to say because it's kind of a running bit on this show that i'll go back and i'll listen to best wishes and alpha omega once or twice a year (laughs) in like a desperate attempt to, to try to like it because there are so many good riffs on the record on both of those records and I can't do it so I've gone one step further I've skipped over near death experience entirely because everyone knows that's a bad record even though even that one has some riffs Uh, spurred on by the recent Paris Mayhew episode of the Hard Lore podcast which I would implore everybody to listen to if only for a fresh perspective on the Cro-Mags history because Harley and John Joseph have so diluted and perverted the story of the Chromex that like anything any history that you might be aware of is probably at least partially embellished or if not patently false 
So Paris comes and sets the fucking record straight on shit. And it's just like, yeah, so this is what really happened. I, I wrote all those songs. Harley didn't write those songs. I got no reason to lie about this. I'm not fucking making any money off of this shit. It was a very interesting interview. Uh, Paris comes off as supremely autistic of like the old world variety of autistic where he like hyper fixates on like production stuff and like okay. talks about how he thinks like that Mackie's drum performances on Age of Quarrel aren't that good, even though it's like one of the most legendary drum performances in all of hardcore history, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But it spurred me to listen to Revenge because Revenge is the like, I think they recorded in the 90s and it came out in like 2000. It is the Cro-Mags comeback record of a sort where Harley and Paris reunited the dynamic duo to write what was supposed to be the Cro-Mags definitive era-defining comeback record. Didn't we try to listen to a track off Revenge like on a Patreon episode or something? We did not, but now we need to. Because okay. this is crazy. This is fucking nuts, man, right? So first track comes in. It's Harley singing, but he sounds pretty okay compared to, like, how he sounds on Best Wishes. He's not doing as much like, <laughs> he's, he's reined it in a little bit, right? It's not so bad. He's not on his heavy metal shit. He's clearly trying to do, like, old-school Cro-Mag style shit. Right. And the first song rips, and I was like, holy shit, because I remember as a kid, all the old heads said, yo, Age of Coral is the on, only record, right? Mm -hmm. And then Revisionist Histories, people started saying, oh, Best Wishes is actually good. And then suddenly, oh, Alpha Omega, that's fucking good too. But no one ever at any point has ever said, yo, Revenge is worth spending some time with. It is universally decried as a trash record. But when the first song came in, I was kind of confused, kind of mm -hmm. excited. Like, yo, maybe this is a fucking diamond in the rough because this song is just straight up unequivocally fucking good. It rips. Right. It's like a minute and a half long. It's old school Cro-Mags riffs. Paris is fucking ripping. It sounds good. Like, the production is good. Then the next song on the record is... Yo, no, like, full stop, no bullshit, a right-down-the-middle pop-punk song in the style of Green Day. And I was like, <laughs> yo, what the, f what the fuck is this, right? Yeah. So I'm like, maybe this is an anomaly. Next song comes on. Back to ripping hardcore. Pretty fucking good still, mm -hmm. right? By any standard, like, this is good hardcore. Right. Next song, Green Day pop-punk. The whole record, which is like 10 or 12 songs or something, is this formula. Good hardcore song, Green Day Blink-182 pop punk, good hardcore song, Green Day Blink-182, back and forth for like 10 tracks. Did they? It's more than that. How many tracks is it, 12? Yeah, like 14 tracks. Okay, it's that the entire way through. Yeah. It's fucking Do you think nuts. they took turns? I don't know, dude. It's really fucking bizarre. I would, I would. I've never listened to this record. Like, I'm an old head, Age of Coral. I yeah, guess that's of course. It. Yeah, that that's all you need, right? That's all you need. There are riffs, and so so this is this got me thinking though. Since Best Wishes and and Alpha Omega are not great records, despite what anybody tells you, there are great riffs on them. And Revenge is a fully bad record with some straight up good songs on them. Near Death Experience is fucking trash. You could conceivably, first of all, go listen to Revenge because you're going to be shocked by just the, the, the roller coaster that it takes you on okay. is nuts. Like, you don't have to sit through the whole thing. You could listen to the first four tracks and get the idea. Sure. Um, anybody listening to this, start a band where you just go take the best riffs from all of the unlistenable Cro-Mags records, and you could just make a band out of that. You could just piecemeal, just cobble together the riffs, maybe play them backwards, change the key a little bit, 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dude, playing backwards. Classic grift. Cl- it literally a classic grift. <laughs> it's so funny because on the new, col- so Colossal Man recorded uh, a new EP over the weekend and we covered uh, a good DYS song off of the bad DYS record. Yeah. And everybody else in the band who was not familiar with that record because it sucks uh, heard it for the first time and they realized that the last song on the first Colossal Man demo, I literally just played the riff from that song backwards. Well, so they were like, this is that song. I, I've, I've said since the beginning, yeah. if you want to double your band's output, yeah. just play all your songs backwards. Yeah, exactly. Or in this case, play somebody else's songs backwards. Because there are so many good riffs yeah. all the way up through Revenge. So, yo, if you're if you're struggling for material, just go listen to those records, pick out the good riffs, play them backwards. It's all good. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, dude. Death Camps, I think, or no, uh, cru- Crush Crush the Demoniac on uh, Best Wishes is literally Aces High by Iron Maiden. I mean, it's the exact same riff. Yeah. So they were doing it. You can do it to them, too. Sure. No, no big deal. So that was my, uh, that was my one, like, just one sort of notable hardcore-related thing. Here's my other thing. So Kanye... Is has been influ- influenced by Burza, right? His new record. Oh, that's right. We talked about that. Yep. Yes, his new record artwork is is directly inspired by Burza. A picture was posted. He does. He did a collaboration with JPEG Mafia uh, of a fair a favorite uh, rapper among I don't know left of center type of people, not just politically but socially. You know what I mean? I think he may be gay. Uh, or something he's sure. pretty openly associated with and embraces like queer culture and stuff like sure. that and is a favorite among people of that stripe. Well, Kanye and JPEG posted a picture together because Peggy is doing a collaboration with Kanye on the new record and Kanye is just full on wearing a Burzum shirt in it. Okay. Um, so the internet was kind of up in arms about this because people who are familiar with JPEG Mafia but not with Con- not with Burzum are like, holy shit, this is a racist band. What the fuck is going on? All right, there's the picture. I see it. Yeah, and then underground, like, metal and hardcore people are like, holy shit, Kanye's really wearing a, a Burzum shirt. Well, then, like, a week later, there's a leak of, like, a, a video or something like a paparazzi video. Kanye's going deep, brother. Is he? So Burzum is entry level, sure. right? Anybody the, can figure yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. At this point, Burzum is entry level. Entry level. He was wearing a Pesta Noir shirt. <laughs> okay. So not, <laughs> Burzum is like, okay, sure, Varg is like a wingnut, like right wing, right. racial separatist, whatever. Right. Right. But Pesta Noir is just fully racist. Right. <laughs> like they're a full on like NSBM band. Right. And Famine, I think from Pesta Noir, like posted a picture of the screen cap, cap and was like, Kanye, my brother, stop buying Pesta Noir bootlegs. You can purchase it. You can purchase the official stuff right here. <laughs> but a lot of people were shocked about this, right? And they were thinking, they were they were commenting. Even people in, like, underground music were saying, like, well, you know, Pesta Noir is a fucking racist band. Like, what the fuck is up with this? Uh, Varg Vikernis is, like, a racial separatist. And it's been really elucidating because what this tells me is that Many people have never had a genuine interaction with like a black person, like an inner city black person from the hood in their entire life. And I'm going to tell you how you told on yourselves. You guys don't know that historically in America, racist white people and racist black people have one point on which they intersect and will put aside all of their differences and bickering. And that is two dunk on the Jews. <laughs> they fucking love dunking on the Jews yeah. together all the way back to the fucking sixties, man, all the way back to the sixties. Like the KKK and the nation of Islam had one thing where they were like, you know what? 
these guys got a fucking point. They had two things, because a lot of those guys were also like back to Africa type motherfuckers. And the KKK was like, yeah, that's the idea. Yes, this is great. Do that. That's a fucking awesome yeah. idea. Yo, they don't be fucking with Jewish people in the hood, really. <laughs> that is a thing that a lot of people do not know. Now, this is not well, universal. That's, it's also, I mean, that 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 this has flared up a couple times in the past yes. few years. Yes, right? for sure. Right, yeah, yeah. So, yo, in case you're one of our listeners who was never like, you know, I think someone in the demo listen group said, yeah, you can tell who's never bought like a fucking vegan bean pie from a guy wearing a bow tie on the corner in like on the south side Chicago, yeah. right? It's like... For our listeners who have never interacted with that sect, maybe some people really on the interior of the nation or rural individuals, yeah, man, they don't like Jewish people in the hood. So this cultural crossover is like chocolate and peanut butter, actually. Like Kanye Rock and Burzum and Pesto Noir gear is an extension of a thing that has happened for a long time. Because legitimately, like, the fucking, like, Marcus Garvey-esque, like, uh, weirdo sex of, like, black folks in the 60s like genuinely had talks across the table with guys like David Duke and shit. So this is not a new thing. Welcome to it. Um, like I said, racists of all stripes, all colors, love dunking on Jews together. So yeah. sorry to our Jewish listeners. You got the, the armies, the armies of all races are assembled against you, unfortunately. You know, but, whatever, yeah. man. Look, nothing means anything. Yeah, that's true. Kanye's going to be wearing an absurd shirt. Or something. <laughs> For sure. Dude. It's I, not It's not far. It's not far. I, I, I don't believe that he's actually sitting down and, like, giving a hard listen. I don't know, dude. I could see it. I could see it. Also, I guess he got all of his teeth replaced with, like, titanium, like Jaws from what? James Bond. Yeah, like, not, not... No, no, wait, 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 wait. Like, okay. Yeah, not a grill. He like, got his teeth taken like, out. Yeah. And they're not, like, individual ones like you would expect it's like to see. Plates. It's plates. It's oh, like titanium See, that's bigger plates. news than him wearing a yeah. Burzum shirt, It's dude. fucking cool, dude. Hold on. <laughs> it's really... Like, uh, there's, I, there are very few things I give a shit less about than, like, pop culture sure yeah of course and i couldn't fucking care less about kanye west right yeah uh, so you're saying that he got he effectively got metal blades yes in his mouth yes it's fucking crazy yeah it's fucking cool dude and a lot of people were like throwing that in with the the sort of like hey kanye's into racist black metal slander and being like look at this this is crazy and i'm like yo wait hold on one second if there's anything that we can laud Kanye for, if there's any good expenditure of this man's vast fortune, it is being so antisocial and bizarre oh, as yeah. to replace his teeth with metal sheets. Did he really? Because, like, yeah. he had pretty good teeth. Oh, he did. He, he really, had good he teeth. He really fucking did. He had them taken out and replaced with fucking this, metal sheets. So the sheets. picture I'm looking at here does not look real. It's real, brother. Hold on. This doesn't look real. It just looks like he wrapped tinfoil around his, no, around his teeth. No, dude. Those, those, are now, those are now his fucking teeth, dude. So he got... Uh, see, that looks Photoshopped. No, it's not Photoshopped. It is not Photoshopped. Look this at the is lines. real. Look at the lines. Like, the edges were... Like, it looks like so his lips got, like, trimmed out in the, in the edge. This, this is on every major news site. It has been confirmed by Kanye himself in interviews. He even said his inspiration was Jaws from Moonraker. <laughs> Straight up. picture. It says it cost him... Uh, like, hundreds of thousands. Oh, like, a, the better part of a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It says, uh, here, here's an article, Kanye West Dennis reveals the crazy way he brushes his 1.3 million titanium dentures. <laughs> I don't think you need to brush them. I don't think so either. Like, if you're going to get metal teeth, yeah. you're done brushing. 
I would say. <laughs> That's got to be one of the advantages. <laughs> yeah, <you know? laughs> like you're done. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, for sure. No more brushing. No more Mouth, brushing. Mouthwash? Yeah. Just to get the funk out? I just love the idea of like having your perfectly good teeth taken out of your head so you can wear titanium dentures, dude. It's fun. Those teeth are gone now. Oh, here's another picture. Wait, 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 wait. I, I still I still don't know if I believe this. It's What, what don't you believe? It doesn't seem feasible. <laughs> they're just dentures. Does, does he, he takes them out of his mouth. Yeah. So he's like a toothless old man. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That they were makes not, more they sense. They were not implanted, right? Okay. Yes. He had, I think, I believe that he got his teeth taken out of his mouth, which is fucking crazy. And then he puts those in, <laughs> in place of like normal dentures. Yeah. Why would you brush them at all? Just I, take them out. I guess you got to do some sort of maintenance to them. I take them imagine. out, put them in like a fucking sonic cleaner, polish them up for the next day. Yeah, you could put them in like like the machines that like tattooers were like, use. Yeah, like you're like a fucking parrotfish. You put them in like an autoclave. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you got you can't. What are you gonna do? All you can do is like nip things now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's pretty sick. <laughs> I don't know. You got like tin snips for teeth. If I just had nothing, if I had nothing to do with my money. Why not? Why not get the titanium dentures? I would get titanium bones before I get titanium dentures. If you if the option to get titanium bones presented itself, of course yeah. I would get titanium bones. You know bones. it does. For someone. Someone someone's out there walking around with titanium money, bones. With, with enough yeah, yeah, money, yeah. Yeah, for sure. it's out there. Yeah, no doubt. Someone's right. got they titanium gotta do bones. Them. Well, you said it before. I think we brought this up before. you got to do them one bone at a time. Right, 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 right. The yeah. skull, probably not. Oh, yeah, skull is, doesn't seem feasible. Right? Yeah. You can probably do one bone at a time. Yeah, I think you could probably do one bone at a time. Yeah. I mean, why not? Titanium bones. <laughs> why not? But there's a lot of bones in the human body. There are. You, you know this more than anyone. Yeah, there are. One bone at a time is a big, long-term job. Yeah, but I mean... You'd be so heavy, man. <laughs> You'd be so Titanium's heavy. pretty light. Comparatively to other metals, but I'm not sure about So you bone. can't go swimming again. No, you definitely can't go swimming. You can eat but easily you, now. You can eat easily, but you could you could you could walk you could walk along a pool or like a lake bottom. Yeah. That'd be fucking cool. You'd have to obviously, dude. I I just don't get this. I I I need to see video footage of Kanye with his with his um I guess blade teeth in his yeah. mouth. Okay, all right. I'm sure because I'm really not sure that this <laughs> is real. Like, I I don't understand. How it's supposed to work? You just pop them in, brother. I. They're I, don't, they're I don't, it seems <laughs> it seems terribly unethical, doesn't it? Unethical. Oh, here comes that crazy man again. <laughs> oh yeah, let's take his money. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like no doubt. Yeah, like you know, I you know, I guess rappers don't have. I mean, uh, rappers, dentists don't have to do the Hippocratic oath or whatever. Yeah, no, not really. Just you know, whatever. Yeah, sure. I'll take all your teeth out. I'll give you this ridiculous thing. <laughs> for sure, man. I mean, what are you what are you gonna do? It's one of those things where it's if you didn't say yes, somebody would. Yeah, you know what I mean. Someone down the line is going to do it. I would. I won't reveal too much about my personal life, but we had a situation where a friend of ours had to do a tattoo for somebody that I may or may not be related to, mm -hmm. because it was a situation where it was like, well, he's going to get this tattoo no matter what, right? And I could either do a good version of this, or right. he's going to get this psychotic tattoo done badly by right. a scratcher. You right. know what I mean? So, and I don't think there's any good way to pull all your teeth out and just give you titanium blades. <laughs> no, but maybe the doctor in question was just the dentist in question was just like, man, someone's going to do this. It might as well fucking be me. I would get tight. I would get instead of like. Why not just get your teeth pulled mm. and then individual titanium implants? I mean, that would be fucking cool. That's 
much better and more functional For than sure. getting your teeth pulled and going the. It's the fucking. You know what? Probably because you couldn't afford it. Yo, maybe. I mean, I mean, yeah, you gotta that figure, might be the case for sure because that's a surgical procedure. Well, like you got to figure, like getting dentures, yeah, is the cheap route. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Like just get titanium teeth. Right, individual titanium chief, chief teeth is probably the move. But yeah, maybe cost prohibitive. Additionally, dude, these things look terrible. I don't know what I think they look fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> Um, additionally, like, I guess there might be some potential complications with implanting titanium into your head. Figure something out, something else out. Sure. Yeah. You know, there's people who plan to get, people got fucking metal in their bones all over the place. Yeah, that's true. Right. I don't know that it's titanium, but yeah. I think it is. Okay. I think it's some sort of alloy. All right. This looks like some Cenobite shit, man. This looks like, this looks like, like, like Kanye just is like a Cenobite now. Yeah. And his only punishment, his only like his only ecstatic punishment, yeah, is that he doesn't have regular teeth anymore. He just has these things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he can't really eat. He can't really talk. It hurts. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? But he thinks it looks cool. Sure. So the pain is worth it, right? Yeah, yeah, right. For sure. I don't know, man. I don't. I need to see video of it. Okay. Because also, how the fuck does he talk? <laughs> I just the same way you do if you have like, normal dentures. His fucking like like. That's that's his bread and butter is talking. Yeah, but well, I th- probably not anymore. Not anymore, really. But it, the, yeah, I have to imagine that it works the same way normal dentures do. I mean, you can still make all the necessary sounds with your tongue and mouth. Does it look like you can make necessary sounds with the with that? As long as it doesn't even look yeah. like you can actually close it. I think it's fine. <laughs> I think it's probably fine. It doesn't even look like you can actually. I bet. Clip I, them I bet you can speak a lot easier with that in your mouth than you can with like a normal grill because a grill gets in the way. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that gets in the way. I don't know, dude. This I need to see video of this before I actually believe it's real because that looks like a Tim and Eric edit. <laughs> that picture looks like complete with the facial hair not being even and the mustache. Uh-huh. That looks like a Tim and Eric edit, <laughs> and that just doesn't look like a real thing. Okay. All right. Well, if if any video footage emerges, um, I'll go ahead and forward it to you. Yeah. Find it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Uh, you wanna you wanna jump into it? Sure. Okay. All right. So, first up in the queue this evening, we have got Dracula, who uh, I already know that I like a lot. Dracula fucking rules. Dracula yeah. features a. Uh, Jesse, originally from Hattiesburg, on vocals, now in New Orleans. I had the pleasure. Did we have Dracula on here before? We may have had their self-titled release. I know on we here. had a band called Dracula on here before. We, yeah, I don't know if we actually had them on the show, but they were at least in the queue when they first came yeah. out because they they dropped their demo in August of 2022. Yeah. So this was sent in by uh, by Adam and uh, like our our homie Adam Walker. Um, this is their split with Born. And uh, I think Dracula and Bourne are on tour together right now. But, yeah, this shit is fucking good. It's ripping fucking D-beat out of New Orleans. Um, then we've got Spirit Obsession with Of The Sign. This was sent in by uh, Luis. This is another one that I think maybe was sent to us, maybe the demo or maybe the self-titled, just because I recognize that logo. But it also might have been something that I just came across by myself. Yeah, I will uh-huh. say that, like, I'm not saying anything about this band, but... Putting a skull inside of a diamond, it does evoke a particular image. Perfectly you know? fine. I mean, it looks fucking cool it's as perfectly hell. Perfectly fine. Yeah. Keep them guessing. Yeah, of course. I no. mean, listen. 
Yeah. Kanye's wearing Burzum shirts. He's wearing Observe shirts, right? Yeah. Absurd it, shirts. Yeah, well, soon, right? I'm sure, yeah. He, he, know, he know he has one. Yeah, he's if probably he has a Pessin War shirt. Yeah, he's got an Absurd he ha- shirt. He has an Absurd shirt. Right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. Nobody knows what the, what the fuck's going on. No doubt, yeah. Just right? Can't. And really, when you think about it, with what the poor man's done to his teeth, yeah, you shouldn't be concerned. Yeah. I mean, like that's yeah. the least. That's the least of your concerns. Is the fact that they wear a shirt, getting right? into NSBM. Right. Like, he's like, got much more pressing concerns. Right. Yeah. It's like seeing like it's like seeing I don't know like a raving lunatic on the street. Yeah, yeah. In a GBK know? shirt. In a GBK hey, that's shirt. a racist band. Yeah. Who you cares? Know? Who cares? He's a, he's a raving lunatic on the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay. So uh, next up, we got Ozone with Always on My Back. This is a promotional single out on Triple B Records, sent into us by Ryan. So this band is from uh, Texas. They put out a release last year on new morality zine zine a seven inch we may have also had them on the show when like their demo came out a Mm. few years ago um i liked the seven inch on new morality zine a lot of people loved it sounds a lot like no warning kind of like early Mm -hmm. 2000s interpretation of nyhc stuff and it's good i liked it it didn't move me in the same way that it seemed to move a lot of people but i did think it was good i haven't listened to this single yet um, then we've got the Uncouth with uh, their self-titled release. This was sent in to us by Justin. So this is a band from his hometown in Kansas City, Missouri. It's an oi band. I mean, they have a certain look to them that maybe lets me know, like this, the aesthetic of like the records, lets me know that this might be a, a brand of oi that maybe I don't connect with so much, but... As long like, as the riffs are there, yeah, as long as buddy, the riffs, I don't care. Absolutely, for sure. But there is just so many Oi records that look like this shit. Yeah, that yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, it's one of these types of Oi bands, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. like a racist band. I mean, like a band of like, you know what I mean? Like the pub, like we're going to the pub crawl, you know? Okay, that I get kind, what you're saying. Kind, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? I, I was just looking at like, uh, I was just looking at like the age of the dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, you know, the fucking, what's the fucking shirt? What, the Fred Perry? The Fred Perry. Yeah, but the Fred Perry is just a classic. I know it's a classic, look, right? but it's also been kind of co-opted in recent years. Yeah, but those those you can't let those fucking retards I that agree, shit. but I still wouldn't wear one because I don't make one that fits me. That's and a polo shirt makes me look like a total fucking clown. <laughs> yeah, they definitely don't make a Fred Perry that fits you. They barely make one that fits me. Um, next up, we have got the Whiffs with Scratch and Sniff. This was sent in by TJ, who said it's uh, some of his favorite pop. Uh, like power pop stuff out in the last couple years. This is also from Kansas City, Missouri, coincidentally. Um, Then we have got Sturm Tiger with Transcendent Warfare. This was sent in by Patrick, who said that uh, he believes that it is sketchy. Oh, it looks Sturm Tiger. Sturm Tiger, yeah, but I'm not so sure um, because when I got that email, I just, like, dug around just out of my own curiosity. It looks like maybe they're just really... Flirting with... I think they're really, really into like World War One shit. Well, yeah, I don't know. Plus, the it looks like who knows? Who cares? Yeah, I mean, I don't care either way. You know what but I mean? I, yeah, I don't give a shit. But I'm just saying, it might, this might be a genuine case of like we're just doing war, war, uh, historical war black metal, which yeah. is the thing. Yeah. Now, somebody who who purchased this and the supported by column does have like the English cross flag. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's which is a typically kind of a racist oh, flag, yeah. you know. And on one of the comments here, yeah, uh, says uh, really good to see a band that hates them. <laughs> no, no, Favorite no, no. Track, no. Uh, the Baron. No, this is a mad. This is a fabrication. <laughs> um, next up, we've got Alarm with their self-titled debut release. This is a band out of Stockholm, Sweden. It was sent in by Matthias. So this is like most of the band victims. 
who was awesome. Victims put out a few really good records on Havoc in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah, Victims, yeah. So this is most of Victims with the singer of the 90s Swedish hardcore band Outlast, mm-hmm. um, who I don't think I've actually ever heard. I know the name because I'm an autistic nerd about fucking 90s Euro youth crew, even though I don't actually like 95% of it musically. This is not a commitment records band, but, you know, closely associated with that scene for sure. Um, so uh, this appears to be some more like ripping DB shit. Mm-hmm. Then we have got uh, Foam, F-O-A-M, full-on attack mode with their Torment demos. This was sent in by John. Said it's a new band out of Evansville, Indiana that's playing some iteration of Grind. This okay. looks like a, a band that John would, would like. Yeah. Um, then they we, look like gnarly dudes. Yeah, for sure. Then we've got uh, ATWB, which I believe stands for As the World Burns with their promo 2023. Um this was sent in by Vince, who calls into the show pretty frequently. Vince from uh, up in Toronto. Mm-hmm. This is a solo thing that he did last year, and he said at the time he was too pussy to send it in. But upon reflection, he thinks it's pretty good, yeah. and he's ready hey, to he's be, ready to put it out. Be there. proud of your stuff, and also realize that we're just fucking idiots. Yeah, no doubt. I'm sure Vince realizes that. <laughs> um, and then last up, we have the new Enemic uh, Interior, Enemic in- Interior Three. A very witty name. They they don't give a fuck about titles. They just give you self-titled, self-titled two, and self-titled three. That's the way to do it. This was sent our way by Fritz. I haven't listened to this yet, but no. uh, I was planning on listening to this it. This is like three days it old. It just came out. Yeah, it was. This was on my uh, to-do list this week, regardless. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, what's uh, what's up first tonight? Nine. All right. Oh, Vince, you're up first, buddy. You're setting the tone for the evening. So this is at the world as the world burns with their promo 2023. It's just two songs. It's been like a year since he put them out. This was also I want to point out technically when you're hearing this and when we're recording this, this is a few days past the cutoff point. But when he submitted it, he was still he was still in the running. So uh, let's just listen to the eponymous track. We're going to listen to as the world burns by the band of the same name off of promo 2023. Big mouth, small man, even smaller brain. Mo, mo, so boss, how could he refrain? Filter, bubble, everyone's the same. Spent his whole day arguing with flames. No one cares about your shitty hot take. Turn your all caps off. I can't fucking stand the scene police. your fucking clothing and your vegan bullshit I'll help you lose your virginity <laughs> Guns and roses Save the fancy clowns Crabs and buckets All they know is down Blue check Dipshits Humor lesson we Drop out Losers Trying to masquerade as freaks You fucking fashionista Festival attending Pussies with no sense of urgent purpose on your phone for 17 hours a fucking day. How does the world fucking burn? Okay, um, so that was As the World Burns by the project of the same name. Um, now, Vince, you don't have to 
tell me because one of the critical components of doing a bit is that you never admit that you're doing a bit, right? Don't break kayfabe. So if this is a joke, if you're taking the piss, don't feel compelled to let me know. No worries, right? Just keep it up. Keep the facade up. Don't break kayfabe. Now, conversely, if this is real, if this was a genuine effort, it saddens me to say this because, Vince, you and I speak on the Internet fairly regularly. You call into the show, and you almost always have something incisive or funny to say. I also read your blog where you talk about music that you like, and you seem to be able to speak about music with a fair degree of expertise. You know what you're talking about. This is one of the worst things I've ever heard in my entire life, I have to say. Um, and just because I know what you like and what you big up, and you seem to be somewhat discerning in your taste where you'll say, hey, this record got a lot of love last year. I don't really get it. I think it's okay. And then you'll big up another record that is fucking great and properly identify the things that made that record great. <laughs> so it seems crazy to me that there could be that degree of incongruence where you know exactly what makes records good but don't know how to apply it to your own music because no whole, like I, I can't hold back on this. This is the nature of the show and you listen to it every fucking week. I think you subscribe to the Patreon. You know what's up. This is one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. It is so fucking bad that it is remarkable. I can't say anything else about it. I mean, this is... That was crazy. You sound like someone that got mad about uh, Kanye collabing with Jay <laughs> Mafia. I just no. I feel like a. I feel like a dad in the like. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, dude. I fucking love this. I thought it was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it gave me. It gave me very strong crimson fisted vibes. Oh yes, dude. So listen, this is great but not for any fucking reason that you would want it to be listen, great. You know? You're putting too much thought into this. Yeah. Number one, there's no way in the world this is real. It says for fans of. Right. Mental Rival Mob Triple B Records. Yeah. There's the tell. I don't know. Those things are all in the same vein. The The art is also... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You hear Rival Mob? No, 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 what no. We just heard. No, absolutely not. No, but I'm saying like Mental, the Rival Mob, and like classic lineup of Triple B Records, like all those things. There's a sonic through line through all of those. Through them, right. yes, yes, exactly. Yes, that's the tell. That's the fucking tell, dude. Maybe, man. Maybe. I, I mean, I I may have just gotten trolled by the master. You know what I mean? Like it's entirely possible. <laughs> this was fucking sick because. The artwork, while not um, cool, right, not at all, is good, right. It's like well rendered, right. And somebody yeah. did a lot of work for this, yeah, for sure. And I always appreciate, I always appreciate a lot of effort and a lot of care going into something like something like this. Listen, yeah, this was fucking sick. I would like to hear. I mean, this is this is fucking classic, dude. This this sounds like this sounds like. The circle jerks just <laughs> not giving a shit about anything. Dude, the production was so bad. I know, the, I know. The it riffs was were so, so it stupid, was so dude. throwaway. It just sounded like it sounded like somebody making fun of '80s California shit. Yeah, for sure. Right. I mean, it sounds like somebody making fun of hardcore as a concept. That's right. You know, that's right. And that's how you know that's what it is. Because for fans of Mental Rival Mob Triple B Records, oh, this is what it sounds like. Right. Sure. No. Yeah. I. 
like I said, it, it's entirely possible I'm getting trolled by a master here because, again, Vince has, has displayed to me a competence in in discerning between good and bad shit. Our tastes don't always align, but he seems able to, like, articulate his thoughts about music very well. And there are also some, like, absolutely ludicrous spelling mistakes in this. Like, he says, <clears throat> he says sycophants in the song, but it's written syncopates. Yeah. <laughs> he also says blue check dipshits humorless and weak and spells weak like right. the day of the week. Right. And I've seen this guy's writing. So that is another tell for me where yeah. it's like, maybe this is He fake. got you, man. He might have gotten me. Didn't dude. get me. He might have gotten me. I don't Didn't know. get me from the first fucking note. Here's the thing, too, Vince, is like, Nate has really come to your rescue here if this isn't a joke because now you can just say, like, yeah, of course it is. He's giving you all the... No, it, it definitely is. And it's it's fucking hysterical and sick. I I like the... I, I want a fucking As the World Burns shirt. <laughs> <laughs> this this text too. Like if I ever see text that looks like this on any release, I know it's gonna be the worst. Oh, the, I've ever the heard. logo. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like that letter style uh -huh, and like yeah. the weathered sort of font, like uh -huh. you know, filter overlay that's on it. Yeah. So okay, yeah, man. Maybe this is a joke. Uh, if so, it's not lost on me because like my initial instinct was to be like, hey, yo, maybe this is Kaufman level shit. You know, that was my first instinct. But I had to give you the real deal talk. In, on the off chance that this is a serious effort. See, if it's Kaufman-level shit, yeah. then it it would not be a joke. It would be a joke that's so meta that it's now serious. Yes. Right, yes. Like, this is it. This is this is right. what Vince is doing. Right. Yeah. For real. <laughs> for sure. For real. Right. Which, if that's the case, so stay, like, stick So, like, to the it. point that it, it legitimately ruins relationships. Right, yeah, 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 for sure. Right. Which is so cool and admirable. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> fucking sick, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, so this is sick. Keep at it, man. <laughs> All right, what's uh, what's next? One. Okay, this is uh, Dracula. They're split with Born. I don't know what Born stands for. You can just make up your own acronym. Um, so the big old raunchy nipples. <laughs> Damn, dude, you had that one right in the bag. <laughs> okay, yeah. So this is Dracula split with big old raunchy nipples. Um, Adam told us to listen to Neon Maniacs be simply because the uh, title is sick. <laughs> so there you go. We're going to listen to Neon Maniacs by Dracula off of their split with Born. <laughs> Yeah. 
All right, that was the song Neon Maniacs by Dracula off of their split with Bourne. Yeah, that fucking ruled. Sure. That absolutely ruled. Jesse is a man of, of high taste. I wouldn't expect him to be in a bad band. Like I said, I can't remember if we had the demo on here, but I know I liked it a lot when it came out. This also features members of Paprika and Torture Garden, who is another really fucking sick DB band that I had at the house last year. Um, yeah, this shit's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, if you like this style of music, there you go. Right. They're not joking. We know these guys aren't joking. This is confirmed, not a joke. Not a joke. Confirmed. Yes, confirmed. No not, no ambiguity here. No ambiguity. No. No sketch? No. Definitely no sketch. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, ki- kind of in this, like, no political sketch, right? <laughs> Maybe, like, social sketch and the fact that, like, these are old. These <laughs> are old. burning dudes. <laughs> <laughs> like, just burning. <laughs> these are old. These are old, old heads of a variety that may have, uh, uh, they may, they may speak <laughs> in ways that you don't like. You're <laughs> you need to stop while you're ahead. You're just getting people in trouble for no good reason now. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I don't think Jesse would mind that being out there, but I'm just saying, Jesse's an old school hood motherfucker, so I'm sure he says things that you wouldn't like. He did get up to some shit, didn't he? What, Jesse? Yeah. Oh, well, that's, well, you're thinking of Jess, a.k.a. Oh, Rob. Yes. Yes, yes. He definitely got up some, yes. some shit back yes. in the fucking day, for sure. Some of his tales were uh, pretty wild, but Jesse, who sings for this band, is also a bona fide hood motherfucker. Yeah. He's a, a wild dude. Wow. Um, but, uh, yeah, this fucking rocks, man. I got nothing else to say about it. It's yeah. fucking awesome ripping DB. Fucking good. Yeah. Check him out on tour if you get a chance to see him. I mean, holds true to all the DB. It's just do it. Get, get your good riff. Yes. Stay in the fucking groove. Yeah. That's it. And it had some classic good, like, string band. Like, rah, 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 rah. Mm-hmm. you throw, you throw, I'm a sucker for that. You play in a band with me. You know how much I love those a little, things. A little bend. You do a rah, 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 and I'm fucking on board, baby. Yeah. yeah that was fucking awesome. Um, I already knew this was really good, so no surprise. But right. Yeah, fucking awesome. What's next? Oh, give me something racist. <laughs> Five. Okay. Oh, wow, dude. Look at that. Look at that. Sturm Tiger Sturm- with Transcendent <laughs> Warfare. Oh, wow, dude. That was crazy. You're like a manifestation girly. You just willed that into existence. I think it's just that there's so many racist bands out there. <laughs> and they're if, all if, getting if, sent to if us. If you roll a D8, you're bound to land on one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a fair bet yeah. that at least one in eight bands is racist. <laughs> Even if it's not part of their outward-facing <laughs> yeah, politics. It's a fair bet. It's a fair bet. At least bet. one yes. in eight bands is racist, <laughs> yeah, even if they're not for a forward about it. That is almost certainly true. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, dude. For sure. You would be horrified at what your favorite bands say in the van. The yeah. minute that fucking door slides closed and they're pulling out of your driveway, the shit that comes out of their mouths would absolutely get them fucking sent to The Hague. So, um... Here we go. Sturm Tiger with Transcendent Warfare. This is a band out of London. They play black metal uh, that seems to be, as I mentioned, um, very, very obsessed with World War One and the concept of war in general. Nothing new for the black metal genre or the metal genre in general. Um, so they got uh, a particular song queued up. It looks like the second song, so the opening must be a uh, just like an intro. So we're going to listen to Armored Spearhead by Sturm Tiger off of Transcendent Warfare. Let's 
Yeah, so this is probably racist. Um, but <laughs> Do you think it is? Yeah. I don't think it is. Uh, it's, uh, so the label that put this out, they also uh, demented omen of masochism. Um, I looked at their webpage, and they do like a print zine, and on the cover of it is a big uh, wolf songle. Oh, yeah, I see that. So, <laughs> so it's probably a little bit. Yeah, and maybe. they have an interview with... Uh, Der Sturmer, who is definitely named after the Nazi newspaper of the same name. So I don't know if this band is explicitly racist, but they at least are like, we've said this a time and time again, if you're playing black metal, unless it's like black metal that exists in an explicitly leftist bubble, you're at least bumping elbows with and probably pretty cool with some racists. Yeah. So, I mean, so so um, Demented Omen of Masochism. Yeah. Issue number four. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Features deep and elaborated interviews dealing with non-musical aspects of history, as such as history, mm-hmm. philosophy, politics, religion, Satanism, occultism, more. Yeah. More interesting and less politically correct than ever. Uh, Zine comes as well with reviews of underground music and press, professionally printed on high-quality paper. Go yeah. get it now. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So maybe racist. Maybe. But really good. It was all right. I liked it a lot, man. I thought the I thought that the... This I think this blended a lot of styles pretty well. It was like sloppy and rough around the edges yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a way that I liked. Uh this had more traditional second wave stuff in there, but there was a lot of war metal in here too. And I thought like the thrash break in here was kind of cool too. Like Yeah, and, and some really obvious sort of like I guess just we'll just say it like British death metal yeah, in yeah, here of as course, well, right? Yeah, plenty of that in there. Um yeah. yeah, I mean it was fine. I I, I definitely I something I, I was too busy um Sort of looking into the band and try, trying to like see who's who, you know, who's in it. Sure, yeah. What other bands they're in, so forth. I yeah. don't know. It was pretty good. I might check it out again. Yeah. And just give it a little bit more of a listen to it to see. Um, I I I find um, I find I find hyper specific historically focused bands mm-hmm. sometimes tedious. Sometimes, for sure, but in an instant, in an instance like this where the lyrics are totally indiscernible, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, matter. doesn't really it doesn't matter, matter to me. I guess I was also looking at World War One. Yeah, uh, while this was playing, boy, what a clusterfuck, huh? Oh, an absolute nightmare. Not dude. one goddamn good thing come out of it. Not one. No. Not not a single thing. Literally nothing. It's and it set up all the dominoes to fall for World War Two. Right. Literally just a, a, an absolute nightmare of an event that put into motion so many world events that we right. are still feeling the ramifications of to this just because some asshole shot some dude yeah for sure everybody should have said eh, fuck it no that applies to almost every I mean, situation i mean you can seriously think of, dude. it's crazy right yeah it, it's crazy yeah right for sure well it's just what happens when you just take like grandstanding you know like like masculine grandstanding up to the highest echelons <laughs> yeah, of power. Right. Cause like, you know, on a basic level, it might ruin your night to be like, yo, no, no you know what? Fuck this guy. I'm gonna fucking hit this guy. Actually might ruin your night. Right. If it's really shitty, it might ruin your year. Right. Right. But most of the time, maybe your night takes a left turn, right? <laughs> right. You, you apply that to the highest echelons of power. Right. And suddenly, uh Oh, now you're, now you got trench warfare. Mm-hmm. Now you got mustard gas. Now you got guys getting right. their eyes picked out by vultures while, the, while right. they're stuck in mud pits. And they, and they don't even understand why the fuck they're there in the first place. Not at all, dude. They, everyone in world war one was like, what the fuck are we doing here? They're like, 
Archduke Franz who? Yeah, no. That's why I'm fucking here? Dude, can you imagine? And so, with especially with the idea of a world war being, at that time, a totally novel concept, and, <laughs> and globalization as we understand it today yeah. not existing. It exists in terms of trade routes yeah, and like yeah, yeah. political interconnectivity, but people were not connected to the cultures and news of other countries. So imagine just being a fucking guy <laughs> who just gets flown across the Atlantic, and you're like, what? Or, or, or even just go because we came in kind of late. Sure, yeah, 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 right? right, yeah. Imagine you're like in France, right? Sure, and you're like, who? <laughs> no, dude. Like, what the fuck do I care? Insane, man. <laughs> Absolutely insane. What the fuck? You're just getting subjected to chemical warfare over yeah. the most nonsensical fuckery. Yeah, and, and you know, to the historians out there, yeah. Who gives a fuck? It was bullshit. <laughs> no doubt, dude. Right? No doubt. It was, it was absolute bullshit, for sure. It was absolute bullshit. Uh, I once listened to, like, a 20-hour... I listened to, like, uh, it was, like, Hardcore Histories. Yeah. Like, I don't... It was, like, a fucking eight-part special on right. World War One, And never before or since have I heard the horrors of war so well articulated. Yeah. I suggest anybody who's interested in uh, war history like martial history in general, check that out. It's a really fucking good series. And it will it will absolutely drive home how completely insane and pointless World War One was. So yeah. um but hey, I thought this music was pretty good. I'll definitely listen to the rest of this. Yeah. It's all right. I um, might listen to the rest of it. Fair enough. I, I got distracted thinking about what a bunch of bullshit World War One was. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, what's next? Uh one again. Okay, this is Spirit Possession with Of the Sign which is the other thing that we have tonight that is most likely to be racist just based no, on... No, it's on Profound Lore. Oh, it's on Profound Lore. You, you can okay, trust you the go. good folks of Profound Lore to screen any sketchy racism from any of their releases. That seems very unlikely. Um, okay, so they got... The if there's one thing Profound Lore cares a lot about, <laughs> it's about whether or not they're peddling racist material. That's right. That's one of their mission statements. So you can consume this stuff... With a totally clear conscience, you don't need to dig into this whatsoever. They've done the footwork for you. The fact that their logo is more than vaguely reminiscent of a Nazi Totenkopf is pure happenstance. It does look cool. It looks fucking cool as hell. It is a very good logo. And listen, no, it can't be helped that the Nazis got to a lot of cool things before anybody else did in terms of imagery. <laughs> Dude, it can't be fucking helped. It can't be fucking helped. We're supposed to never use them again. Right. Ever? Ever. We can't use a sick-ass skull and crossbones ever and a diamond again. because the Nazis did it? Right. Yo, man, that's one of the coolest images ever rendered by human hands. Don't let them take that. Don't let them fucking take that. In the same way that we can't let the Proud Boys have the Fred Perrys, we can't let the Nazis have the Totenkopf. It's a fucking cool symbol. <laughs> we can't let them have We can't let them have black it, and silver Hugo Boss uniforms. <sighs> we certainly can't let them have the P.44 camo. No. God damn, that's a cool camo no. pattern. <laughs> Take it back. No. we ha It's time, dude. It has been damn near 100 years since that conflict. It is time. Yep. It's time. Almost hey, everybody. All, you know what? All that stuff? Yeah. Back on the table. It's back Just on the like table, Just like old man. band names, retired. Back on all the table. All that stuff is back on the how, table. And yo, how great. Here's, here's an idea, right? And I'm not the first to broach this, but I think we're far enough along in history now that we can really talk about this. I'm going to bring this idea back to the table. And this is the idea of reappropriation of Nazi symbolism universally. Imagine if a bunch of left-leaning people were like, yo, what? You fuck you. The Totem Cops ours now, That's man. right. The swastika's ours now. Fuck That's you, right. people. That's right. right. 
Can you imagine? Oh, no. Well, the swastika was plenty of fucking people. Plenty of still people. Still is. Plenty, still is, man. Still is. But before, you know, back in the day, you're like a tattooer or one of those, like, the swastika actually means, guys. No, I'm not proposing that. I'm saying a full reappropriation of Nazi regalia, yes. aesthetic, uniform, yeah. camo. That's what I'm... Yep. We're taking it away from I'm them talking entirely. About Bernie Sanders rallies with nothing but people yes. dressed in black <laughs> wearing skulls. <laughs> they don't get to have it anymore. Right. Because... In in such great number now are their enemies, are their sworn enemies adopting this imagery that the neo-Nazis, they have no choice but to abandon it. Right. It's just ours now, and now we get the cool skull. That's right. You know? We get the cool we uniforms. Get the cool. We get to be the scary guys now. Exactly. It's about fucking time, dude. So we get the uniforms now. You heard it here first. All Nazi stuff back on the table. Back on the table. We're taking it back. It's it's retired. It's time for the fucking reset. Nobody retired those fucking numbers to the rafters. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Back on the fucking table. Absolutely. For sure. So get yourself tattooed. Yeah. Go get yourself the shirts. Wear them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wear them. You probably will have to explain yourself a little bit at first till it catches on. But yo, with the, yo, Kanye's out there leading the fucking. Kanye's <laughs> leading the good fight. He is man, a black man in NSBM merch. Oh, the most, arguably the most visible black man in Western culture wearing NSBM merch. He is leading the charge. He's leading the good fight. He is. He is man, commandant, commandant Kanye. Right. So uh, I, I'm going to choose to believe that spirit, spirit Possession is just following suit, and that's why their logo kind of looks a lot like a fucking SS Toad Cop. So uh, let's listen to the first song on here. That's what they got queued up to play. So we are going to listen to Orthodox Weapons by Spirit Possession off of Of The Sign.
So that was Orthodox Weapons by Spirit Possession off of Of The Sign. And shit like this is one of the reasons that I don't self-identify as a musician. Because the, <laughs> yeah. the chasm between what I do and what these gentlemen do is yeah. so wide. It is very wide, That to it? consider it even remotely the same thing is an insult to these men. Yes, it right? is. So I should note, too, <laughs> I'm going to retract any accusations of sketching this here. Uh, so this features one S. I, Peacock. I already, I already said that it's it's not. He he plays an Althar with yeah, this confirmed, Althar. confirmed friend of the show, Shelby. Um, this is this is fucking crazy. This yeah. is fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. well, see, so one of the people mentioned in here is just S. Yeah, S. Peacock. But there's S, guitar and vocals, but then S. Peacock credited with... Um, this is just two, oh, yeah, this yeah. is just two people. Okay, yeah. So yeah, S. Peacock, A. Spongin. Yep, yep, yeah. This so was, oh, well, I don't know. We what do we know about Shelby and S. Peacock? I talk to Shelby a lot. Yeah. He, and I, he and I text a, a you fair see what amount. What he's got in his closet? I haven't seen what he's got in his closet. I, I think I get. A, I have a pretty good idea of the lay of the land. We talk. Are we just going to cast aspersions that people are racist? <laughs> no, no, no. Is no, that no. What we're going to start. No, doing? I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm saying Shelby is confirmed not not racist, okay. and I was not at all. I want to say this. I want to say this right now. I want to put this on the record. You said I was not at guys, all saying. You said those guys are old and they say some very uncool stuff. I didn't say that. I said they were. That, uh, first of all, racism is the opposite of any accusation that I would throw at Dracula. I just said that they're old heads who probably speak in a way that some of you wouldn't enjoy. Yeah, That's racist. all. Not, not <laughs> with absolutely no racist undertones. Okay. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, right? well, this this was fucking. This was crazy. fucking this, sick. This right? was crazy, man. Right. Yeah. And when I saw the people. <laughs> <laughs> At least one of the members in here that's in this band uh, is from Althar. Yeah. And you hear those riffs. Sure, yeah. Makes fucking sense. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's funny because the write-up here on the profile lore page for this, or, or the, the write-up here that's in the, on the Spirit Possession band cap, yeah. they don't even, whoever wrote that doesn't even really know how to describe it. Sure, yeah. Right? Yes. Here you go. I don't know. I'll take a stab. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hellhammer, Bathory, and some of the weirder French stuff from like 2010. Yeah, for sure. And like some Death Spell. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like right. some of that Euro, some of that Euro yeah. and French black like, metal like from like fucking from like 10 years. Like ago. Paracletus era Death Spell shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, this was fucking wild. It seemed like a an ever unraveling tapestry that uh -huh. went in unexpected directions. Right but always somehow managed to feel cohesive and like I was listening to the same song the entire time. Mm -hmm. This isn't deconstructive and abstract in the way that a band like Portal is, but it is deconstructive and abstract in just a distinct way. Yeah. Um, the way those riffs just sort of like swirl and all the little fucking trills and bends and shit in there are pretty mind-bending. Um, this is fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. It looks awesome. This caught my attention so like compare this to what we just heard right yeah um yeah this caught my attention no doubt yeah for sure this i mean we're, we're talking purely qualitatively this is right. a million miles away from the sturm tiger stuff for sure i liked the sturm tiger stuff regardless but this i fucking loved this is a thing that i'm gonna remember in a year the sturm tiger stuff will be i'll be reminded of and go oh yeah that was pretty good yeah this is fucking great yeah um, so, yo, thanks for sending this my way. Because now I will be uh, backtracking and uh, checking out their release from uh, yeah, I 2020 thought, as well. I thought we listened to that. I think I, it may 
have just been something that was in the queue because I, I distinctly remember seeing this logo. It also, dude, maybe maybe Shelby sent me a copy of a tape or something. I don't know, man. I've seen the logo. Yeah. It was at least in the queue, but I even double-checked like our collection on Bandcamp to make sure that it wasn't in there, and, yeah. and we don't have anything by them in there. So we haven't had it on the show beyond just maybe it being in the queue previously. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, the logo is sick, and I've seen it before for sure, but really, really fucking good stuff. Um, all right, what is next? Five. All right, five is uh, full-on attack mode, F-O-A-M, with their Torment demos. This was the grind band from Evansville that John sent our way. No particular song recommended. We'll just play the first one. We're going to listen to Abaddon by Foam off of their Torment demos. was abaddoned by foam aka full-on attack mode off of their torment demos this just came out uh, a few weeks ago and as i mentioned it's from evansville indiana which even though it is in the same state as us mm. do not be fooled it might as well be on another planet i never have occasion to go out down to evansville i've never been down there i have been down there a couple times they have a pretty sick little scene going there i don't even think a little one i think like 150 200 kids at at most shows kind of scene right now mm-hmm. and uh we got asked to play a show down there. Colossal Men did uh, fairly recently, but we weren't able to do it. It seems like it's fucking cool. Um, this was pretty decent, man. I didn't, yeah. I didn't mind this at all. This was like a lot better than I expected it to be. Just looking at it, you know Dude, what I mean. I, I'm just telling you right now, living in Indiana, yeah, and uh, you know, it was better than I expected. Exactly, it was better than way more, uh, way higher effort than I expected. Yeah, right. You know, it's just you. We've we've ran this run this point into the ground on the show. We don't really need to cover it at length, but just with the high levels of exposure to like Midwest mints shit that was absolutely throwaway. And this the, wasn't that. The music was so secondary to just like being there to fucking party and have a dread mullet. Right. This wasn't that. No, this was like actually thoughtfully rendered grind music. Yeah. It was pretty damn good. Yeah. Especially, I agree. Especially for a demo. I agree. It was kind of chaotic. It was just kind of like falling down the stairs the whole time. Yeah. Which I kind of dug for sure. Um. The uh, so like sore throat has a has a you know sore throat has a has a uh, release it's like um, unimpeded by talent or something yeah, like yeah. that is the name of the release. Yeah, I think so. This yeah. falls right in line with that. For you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Like no no fucking no fucking shade on the folks in this band whatsoever. Yeah. But I don't think you could have. You were just saying like you don't consider yourself musician because of what we just heard with. Right. You know, spirit possession. Yeah. I don't think you could have a more starkly illustrated contrast. For sure. Right? Yes. Yeah, this, these are the far extremes of the spectrum yeah. represented here tonight. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, let's uh, let's roll the dice at least one more time. We get six in, and then uh, we got a couple messages we can listen to. All right. 
One again. All right, so one is this uh, new Ozone single on Triple B. As I said, I thought that the 7-inch from last year was pretty good. Um, it, it sounds a lot like No Warning with decidedly more feral vocals, which was cool. So uh, I, haven't, uh, I haven't listened to this one yet. This came out like three weeks ago, and I have to imagine, I don't know what it's a promo for, but something. They're on Triple B now, so they'll put out a 7-inch or an LP or something over the course of this year, I would imagine. So we're going to listen to Always On My Back by Ozone. That was always on my back by Ozone. How'd you feel about that? Yeah, Triple B is one of those labels that everybody seems to like, but a lot of stuff is very hit or miss with me. Yeah, for just sure. Just missed. Yeah, this didn't this didn't miss me, but it's just like, yeah, this is pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. And that's how I felt about the 7. It's like I did not think it sucked by any stretch of the imagination. No shade on anybody who liked it. I thought it was pretty good. And that's exactly where I sit with this. I don't really understand. I mean, I guess I do understand this being on Triple B because so many people like this that I guess this is a natural home for this because evidently a lot of people are hearing something that I don't hear when I listen to this, which is just like, yeah, this is like perfectly passable hardcore of this style. Like nothing I would be bummed to ever hear or come across or see live. You know, I, I think it's just fine, but it uh, it is not exciting me in the way that it seems to excite many of my peers. I really didn't like the way this sounded. Like the production yes. style on this. Yeah, production style's a little meh. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. There's Kinda some, just a little too uh, shiny. Yeah, I would agree. For sure. This with a more lo-fi production would be better. And on their demo, they did have a more lo-fi production, and I liked it a lot more. For yeah. sure. You know? So whatever. This kind of missed me. I, you know, I, I don't really have any strong feelings about it. I'm just still thinking of better things that we heard tonight. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you this right now. Yeah. If I got to listen to something, mm -hmm. right? If I got to listen to something, you're giving me a choice. Yeah. Between, you know, As the World Burns and this. As the World Burns. I'm picking As the World Burns. <laughs> just, yeah, just because there's a, there's a lot to unpack and digest there. 
this it's a small portion. It's a small po- even if there were two songs. Yeah, for sure. Right now, I got a question for you here. Does does Triple B need to nut up for a better dra- graphic designer, or is this actually how this record is printed? Because it looks like it's a flexi. It um, does. Z- open that file, open that picture, and and zoom in on what we're seeing here. It looks like the printing is really bad. Is that really bad printing, or is that a really bad Photoshop job? That. Because it looks like just a square. I think it's a bad Photoshop because if you Me look too. at the logo at the bottom. Yeah, the logo like the bottom is cut is, off. Is clipped and you can see that there's a difference in color. Yeah, man. Yes. So, so I think it, I think that maybe this is a mock-up. But it's a horrible fucking mock-up. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is. Yeah. So I'm not really sure. Triple that, it really makes this look like a throwaway cheap thing that's what i'm saying and i'm gonna tell you if i was in ozone i'd be like what the fuck yeah for sure i would be very shitty about it man i'm not trying to cast dispersions on triple b here i think typically they put out a quality product so i'm i'm not i'm not stepping to triple b's game here i'm just saying maybe there was an oversight at the office yeah i mean i mean when you look at if you go to the main merch page for the triple b band camp right yeah it's just like, you know, a fantasy of colors. Exactly. Everything right? every, everything looks great. Yeah. Colored versions of everything are, are up there. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, eye candy. Exactly. But it's then a- over there on the right-hand side is this poor ozone release. <laughs> yeah, dude. That really just isn't getting any, any attention. Yeah, because I, I saw it and I was like, I thought maybe my eyes were playing tricks on me. So I opened it up and I zoomed in and I was like, Wait, what's wrong with the Triple B logo? And then I zoomed in and I was like, wait, what the fuck? So uh, maybe this got outsourced. This, yeah. they, they outsourced this to an Indian uh, graphic design, uh, graphic design, like, uh, fucking, like, you know, they all just sit in, like, a big building. It's, uh, they house, like, the same, like, the call centers and the Instagram yeah. bots and everything like that. They have a graphic design department in that same company. They outsourced this for some right. reason. The people so, texting me. Yeah, exactly. They're all the same, they're all the same right. guys, right. you know what I mean? You know, they just went to Fiverr. They just yeah, went, yeah, yeah, they were right. like, yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. can you, can you, here's a, find a picture of a red 7-inch and then put this over yeah. <laughs> Exactly, for sure. So I don't know what happened there, but there was, a, there was something slipped through the quality control over uh, a triple B on this one. But yeah, it music, does look like shit. Musically, just fine. Just fine. Just fine. Makes sense that, you know, especially if this is uh, obviously a sign of things to come on triple B with this band, which yeah. I would assume. Sure. Sniffing around. Yeah. Sure. This makes sense to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. You want to roll it one more time or listen to some uh, messages? We're already like well over an hour in, so we, maybe we should just pivot to messages. Are you sure? Yeah, we're like a, an hour 20 in. We have anything that we really want to hear? I mean, we, we I'm going to listen to the alarm stuff and is probably going to be good. Yeah, I'm going to listen to that anemic interior stuff tomorrow regardless. Yeah. I mean, this is all shit that I'm going to check out on my own. The only thing that I'm probably not going to check out on my own is the uncouth just because it looks very You know what? Very people people want to hear the music. Let's give them one. Okay, cool. Uh, one again. Okay, it's the uncouth. <laughs> it's the thing that I just said I'm definitely not going to listen to on my own. So, so let's just assume that I know TJ knows what the fuck he's talking about. The whiffs, probably going to be good power pop. Alarm, 75% of victims, probably going to be fucking good D-beat. And then Anemic Interior, everything they've released sure. previously is fucking awesome. Sure. That's going to rule. Right. So let's figure out where the uncouth stands. Okay. Um, so the song that was recommended to us is Know Your Roots. Now, mm. do you ever have... So when I when I saw this email earlier, I had this thought. And it just illustrates what a fucking difficult personality I am, I am because 
there's no pleasing me and I can't please nobody. Do you ever see phrases that even though they encompass a genuinely held belief of yours, repel you? Yeah. Because that's... that's Knowing your roots is... Know your roots. Because like the the idea behind know your roots in subculture is like, yeah, sure. Like, know the classics. Makes sense. Sure. Right. But to utter it aloud. To utter it is... In such a way. Especially because... Especially because the dudes in this band... Yeah. Most of them... I mean, one of them is just flat out fucking old. Yeah, yeah, Like me. For sure. Right? Yeah, Yeah. And then the others are easily in their 30s. Yeah, probably. Shut the fuck up. Sure, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, like that's that's all I'm thinking is shut the fuck up. But again, this just demonstrates why you and I are destined to play in bands with the same five people for the rest of our lives because we're so fucking difficult to get along with. You can't even say Dude, a thing that we agree with without us being like, what are you I, fucking talking about? I'm impossible to fucking please. Yeah. I was home over the weekend. Yeah. Went out to get some breakfast. Breakfast was just fucking fine, right? Yeah. Biscuits and gravy. My only complaint was the biscuits could have been a bit bigger. Sure. But the gravy was homemade from scratch, tasted fucking great. Yeah. The potatoes were on point. The eggs were good, right? Yeah. yeah. But I was in such a fucking mood uh-huh. because they were playing like modern country over <laughs> yeah. the radio. That's, a, that's an absolute deal breaker. That all dude. I did was sit there and bitch and literally just fucking roast every per- everybody that came in the door. Of course. Look at this motherfucker and his fucking hey dudes. Yeah. Just like every goddamn white male that I've seen the whole time I'm fucking home. Yeah. Right? Oh, nice beard, nice flannel, nice fucking hey dudes, you piece of shit. Yeah. Afraid of the big fucking city. Right. Right? You're out here in your F-350 in your fucking hey dudes listening to your country rap in your fucking convenient breakfast spot. Yeah. You piece of shit. I'm the intruder. Right, sure. Right? Yes. Yeah, but I'm yeah. in such a mood that I couldn't even enjoy my food. A phrase like know your roots yeah. from like a band of dudes. Yeah. Old dudes. Yeah. No. No way. <laughs> no way. Get the no. fuck out of my face, dude. But nonetheless, let's go ahead and uh, jump in. Let's okay. see. Let's see if this egregious artwork that I see in front of me and this very stupid song title title is surpassed, superseded um, by the quality quality of the music. So we're going to listen to Know Your Roots by the Uncouth off their self-titled LP. Do is hang up your boots! 
Okay, that was Know Your Roots by the Uncouth off their self-titled LP. You know, more than anything, I, I think that these guys maybe could just do with a visual overhaul in terms of, like, their outward uh, presentation. Not, like, how they dress or anything. I mean, you could get rid of that silly, stupid little hat that everybody seems to, seems to cling to for some reason. But just, like, if this record immediately looked cooler, yeah. I wouldn't raise my eyebrows at a title like Know Your Roots as quickly as I did with this. I gotta say... The content of the song was a lot better than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. It mostly just appeared to be like a rallying cry against boneheads yeah. and like fence walkers and be like, hey, you know, being a skinhead, uh, it, it derives from Caribbean immigrant culture. So sure. understand the roots of the culture in which you're participating. Right. I actually Once thought, again, we're the assholes. We're the assholes. I mean, big fucking surprise. I actually thought this was quite good. I really liked this, actually. I thought it was really fucking catchy. It was recorded really well, uh, so that's a thing that absolutely came out of left field for me because if I see records that look like this, I'm expecting like glossy, modern, digital production on this stuff, especially that EP, like the fucking Jonesy's War, and it's got like the fucking military guy on it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, just yeah. looks like absolute ass. And this cover, again, is like technically well-rendered, but it's just in a visual style that I absolutely fucking t- detest. So... I was frankly incredibly surprised that this was like an analog recording with nice warmth to it where everything was mixed well and it sounded like a fucking oi band should sound. I thought this was really good, man. Yeah, I appreciate that there wasn't too much shine on it. No, not at all. Um, I thought it was fine. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't as, as captured by you. Uh, I like yeah. I like sing-songy oi more than you do. You do. I, I, I like gruff. Yeah. I like gruff, uh, you know, like Foreskin's evil oi. For more. sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, this is fine. Fair enough. Just fine. Yeah. Right? Mia culpa, right? Know your roots, sure. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Still, you just sound like a bunch of old fucking assholes, right? <laughs> I guess. It's not a particularly appealing phrase. Like I said, if I ever see those words together in print, I'm just like, yo, fuck yeah, off. Yeah, and like, the, I don't know, man. The gang, like the gang shout-along vocals. The gang shout-along I vocals. I shit, I, d- I don't, I don't, I mean, gang vocals are useful. There's plenty of applications in which they can be used, but really leaning into them on the chorus of a song repeatedly can be a little rough for sure. can be a little rough. Um, But I, yeah, no, I just straight up liked this. I like, I I like Oi that veers dangerously close to just being proto pop punk, you know? Yeah, I can dig it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe not pop punk, but definitely leans heavier in the uh, punk spectrum for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pop punk is a, is a sticky, sticky thing. It is, but I'm just saying that uh, sonically, if you remove a lot of the aesthetic, choices yeah. and stuff like they're fucking kissing cousins yeah, and i'm not talking about blink 182 pop punk here but yeah, I'm, know, ju- I'm just saying you know, I know. they're doing their little yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. i know and that's fucking close yeah yeah it's fucking close i saw a meme actually just earlier today that was like um like it was like a big like growling werewolf and then like a little golden retriever next to it and the werewolf was like how oi bands act and then the golden retriever was how oi bands sound yeah it's kind of this, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of this. Yeah. It's, but I thought it was it was actually pretty fucking good, man. I love shit like the Templars and stuff, and this is kind of in that pocket. I'm not saying that it's one-to-one with the Templars. That's a fucking legendary band who are also very idiosyncratic. But I'm just saying it's more sing-songy, and uh, that actually worked really well here for me. I thought the quality of the songwriting was straight-up good. It was like a fucking catchy song. So I'll probably listen to the rest of this. Um, I'm proving the fucking dickwad. Once, Once again, again. All, over and over, each week on this show, we just 
set ourselves up and get knocked down by the words we uttered five minutes ago. I, man, still, I'm telling you, it's not me. It's the entire fucking world that is wrong. For sure. Yes. All all good, <laughs> all good cabin-dwelling revolutionaries have uttered the same refrain. That's right. And I, I believe it, too. I, I mean... In my heart of hearts, sometimes I give, I pay lip service because I, I just defer because I'm like, you know, it would be, it would be psychotic and intolerable of me to constantly lean into this. But in my private moments, yeah, of course it's the world that's wrong. That's right. <laughs> of course it is, dude. Um, all right, let's listen to some voicemails. So you know, do you know those fucking hey dude shoes? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Because I so I learned about them because because <laughs> Paige's sister, like when she for the brief. Yeah. She lived with Paige for a few months, and uh, I, like, walked in and saw him sitting by the door, and I was like, yo, what the fuck are these? And Paige was like, oh, fuck, they're hey dudes. They're, like, the worst shoes in the entire world. Yeah. If if I had the option between going barefoot and wearing hey dudes. Dude, I, 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 would, I, would, I, would, walk, I would go barefoot until my feet were fucking festering sores. Yeah. I'm talking, like, Fort Necessity, fucking the boys are marching with George Washington. Well, just put on your hey dudes, son. No. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I would fucking, no. I would march, I would General march. General Washington, fuck you, you piece of shit. I would, I would march into Stalingrad in fucking January yeah. barefoot before, before I put, I put hey on hey dudes. Yeah. Never in a million fucking years. No way. Never. Hey, boys, it's me, Batty Hurst. Sitting in the house. I, you know, I haven't called in such a long time. I felt like I should probably call and say hello. Swiffer in my house, listen to Diot. Made me think of y'all. Thank you very much for turning me on to that. Anyway, um, I did a marathon of listening to stuff because I haven't listened in a while. I got a new job. And uh, really, the only thing I want to lay in is Concord Grapes. Very good. I understand uh, why you both very, very much love them. Um, it's like jelly, it's like little jelly packets. Have you had muscadines or scuppernogs? Because I, I, I sit around and wait for the muscadines to come in every year. Um, not really good if you bite into the grape nut or not. You know, don't do that. Anyway, I'm alive. See you later. Fatty Hurst, so good to hear your voice again. Yeah, it is. I, I, I was literally thinking about Fatty last week. No shit. Yeah. There you go. Look, there's so much humanity inside that heart of yours that yeah. you hide and you shield. Yeah. You shield from the world. <laughs> um, yeah, Fatty occasionally touches base on Instagram with me, so I have more of a more of a lifeline to Fatty just because I'm on the internet. But it had become increasingly rare in the last few months. It's good to know it's just because you got a new job and you've been busy, and sounds like you're up to up to good and healthy shit. So I'm glad to hear it. Um, yeah, I mean, shit, man, we don't have to rehash the grape conversation. We we all, we know where we stand. On I'm that. Gonna, I'm yeah. I mean, come on, the Concord grape can't be beat. Yeah. Muscadines, they're pretty good. Pretty good. I like the. I like. Um, I like how tough the outer coating is. Sure. And yeah. I don't mind the middle because, like, I like the crunch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I've never even heard of a scuppernog. I never. That have. sounds like a Dr. Seuss thing. It's. It sounds like what it sounds like is a fucking northeastern thing. No, it's not. Oh no shit. Apparently not. Oh, okay. Because to me, that immediately sounds like a Maine, yeah. Connecticut, Rhode Island. Scuppernog grapes are the stuff of Southern legend, according to Southern Living magazine. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. This is just from last year, August twenty third, twenty twenty three. All right. They look tasty as hell. I'm they look to... like unripe Concord grapes. Okay. So here's the thing. I just want to touch back on this grape topic real quick. Is like there are other than Concords, there are variations of like off the vine grapes that I can fuck with, right? But my 
distaste for grapes comes in the form of like any sort of store bought table grape. Period. Period. And and time and time again, I have people tell me, "No, this is the one. This nope. one's really good." Nope. It's they're all fucking bullshit. They you know, they're all they're all bullshit. They're they they are flavorless, bland. They're nonsense, man. Right? Yeah. Bland, middle of the road shits for people that don't like the goop. People yeah. that don't like a seed. Yeah, fuck you. And man. you don't like a fucking grape. You don't fuck like a you. grape, exactly. At the, and the only exception that I will say is that the the Trader Joe's like seasonal Tom Cord grapes, which is as close as I can come around here to get yeah. actual Concord's. We that, just need to grow our own. I know for sure because my grandpa used to, yeah. and that's and I would that's that's how I forever had grapes ruined for me from the a very young age because I knew what a fucking grape Taste I like. just got. I just got to. I just got to grow my own. Yeah, for that's sure. That's it. Yeah, it, it's a simple solution. That's it. Yeah, there's seasonal uh, fucking plant that's not that hard to maintain. I guess. I mean, not really. I don't know. <laughs> my dad did it after my grandpa died, and he doesn't have. Per- I mean, how are they I, doing now? Well, that 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 became a memorial garden <laughs> to my grandpa. So it's uh, the, now they're gone. But yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so for sure. But I presumably they're pretty easy to maintain. Yeah. So. Um. Yo, Patty uh, sent a follow-up message, which still keeps him within about the minute and a half range, and we haven't heard it from him in a long time, so I'm going to definitely allow this. So let's let's play the second message from Patty. Hey, um, it's Patty again. I don't know how long the last message was, but, you know, um, now that I'm only calling once a year, I think you should just play this one anyway, because this is the most important part. I forgot the most important part. Have to do heroin. Love you guys. Look at you guys. No addictions in your life. Wow. Man, good job. This is not even insincere. It may sound insincere because I am selling it as a joke. But no, seriously, good job. I'm never doing heroin or, you know, drugs in general. You know? I have a strong self-destructive tendency. And that doesn't even require drugs. Sometimes I hit my hand with a hammer. I don't know if I did it on purpose or not. Anyway, later. Bye. There you go. Hey, finally, finally, a little fucking appreciation. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm asking for. That's man. it. Just a little acknowledgement, man. Just yeah. a little acknowledgement. Every day, I see fucking people post their like two years sober token on on fucking Instagram and Facebook. Hundreds of comments, right. outpouring of support. Right. I'm so proud of you, man. You did it. Not even mentioning in right. passing, like, hey, you know, you did. You did lay waste to the lives of dozens for a decade before right. making this decision well into your 30s right. to finally do the thing that most sensible people do just by nature, which is not heroin. It only took it only took never getting your driver's <laughs> license back. So, you know, that's cool. Celebrate those things. All I'm saying is I see that and I feel a little pang in my heart because I'm I just where's my good on you? You know, hey, where's my good on you? And there, there it is. is. Much appreciated. That, and you know what? I'm a guy who who needs very, very little praise. That one, that one comment, that'll I'll write on the year for that. That's right. I just needed that one. Just I just needed That's Fatty right. Hurst to say, hey, good job not doing heroin. There you go. All right, we got one uh, one more voicemail. I'm absolutely ashamed. I actually know this number now. Uh, anyway, two questions. Number one, Nate and Gray, how did y'all meet? Uh, and also, how did y'all become friends? Just quick story, you know, whatever. Uh, number two, this was talked about in the Demolition Facebook group. Uh, somebody had posted a video um, of a guy that took videos in the 90s, posted them on YouTube, uh, going to high school, all that shit, daily life. Uh, and I talked about how being born in the late 90s, I never really got to experience the 90s. Um, you know, my earliest memories were especially culturally uh, or politically, was 9-11, Iraq war, uh, all that bullshit. Um, 
My main question is, what was life like back then? Not the obvious, you know, obviously people were scared, security bullshit. I'm talking about how did it feel different? Uh, how were people different, you know, if, if there's any input day to day? I would like to hear from both of you. I know, Bray, you already gave your input, but, uh, you know, short input. But I'd like to hear from both of y'all. Uh, have a good fucking one, and peace out. So... We, I guess the the story of our friendship is simple, uh, and it is a it's a classic case, a classic hardcore case of grown man befriends child. Exactly, grown man befriends teenage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just I started going to shows at the house where Nate was uh. hosting gigs when I was like six, yeah, maybe 17, I think I went to my first show, 16 or 17, Yeah, you know, in the middle of my teens, and I had been looking for something that was more in line with my already established tastes and, like, punk and hardcore and shit. I, we've talked about it on the show before. I, I went to a lot of the church basement, VFW hall, metalcore, metalcore shows, and I liked the energy of those shows, but I didn't really like the music and certainly not the messaging of almost any of those bands. I discovered a band called Wasteland DC on MySpace, which was like fucking sick, thrashy, crusty, hardcore punk shit that our buddy Adam played in. And I saw that they were playing a local show at a spot called the Harrison House. And I said, okay, well, I got to go to that because this is actually music that I want to interact with. And uh, I just never, I never returned from the basement after that. I just became like a Harrison House regular. I mean, it took a few years because... As listeners of the show know, I'm sure Nate's a bit prickly, and I think was probably more prickly then than now. I think I, so. I don't think I was. I'm not sure, man. I had more friends then. I could tell you that much. You definitely had more friends then because there was there was a, a scene that was that coalesced around a thing that you were doing, no doubt. And you were playing in a band that was very, or at least shortly thereafter, were playing in a band that was super active. I guess maybe my perspective on it was I was a child and you were a grown man who seemed very scary to me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, uh, I just, my perception of that is probably skewed because I'm speaking from the perspective of a kid that was you know, 16 at the time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it took a few years for us to actually become friends. I think it was one of those things where like, you know, you would be playing a record at the house between bands or something and I would just ask like, hey, what is this? This is fucking awesome. And you noticed my interest, and it's the same sort of uh, very unremarkable and organic way that a lot of those friendships happen, which is you just discover that you share common interests, and then uh, eventually one of my bands became kind of a fixture at the house, and that obviously caused us to cross paths more frequently. That was that. And then we started a band when my first band, when I was like 19, was breaking up. We started Parasitic Twins, which we're in mm -hmm. together to this day. And there you go. That's it's a simple and unremarkable story. Yeah, in fact, it's so unremarkable. I don't even actually remember. No, not really. I don't remember any of the finer details. Like All I said, right. I just have vague memories of being like, "Hey, man, what is this?" You know, one thing I do remember actually that was kind of a defining moment for me is like you, especially at that time, didn't speak at all or outwardly signify that you were like straight edge or didn't didn't partake in any way that was detectable. And at that point, you were, like, very deep into PV and grind and crust and shit like that and presented as such. Mm -hmm. So I remember it was revelatory for me because my band at the time was practicing in the Harrison House basement, and we were doing a Project X cover. We were doing Straight Edge Revenge, and when I came up, you were like, oh, sick, you're doing a Project X cover. That's fucking cool. And I was like, oh, you like Project X? And you were like, yeah, 
I'm straight edge. And I was like, oh, shit, I had no fucking clue. <laughs> um, and then it, and then I discovered, like, oh, this man doesn't just, like, fucking neurosis and napalm death. This right. guy likes a lot, you know, negative approach and other yeah, shit yeah. that I like, too, right? And I think after we discovered that common ground and it was it became known that I wanted to start, like, a more traditional-sounding hardcore yeah, that band, was, yeah. that was that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that we, makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So that, that was a moment that I remember just being like, oh, there's more to this fella. Yeah. He's not just a grind maniac. Right. Right? Uh, life in the 90s? Yeah. Sick. Yeah, you've talked about it a lot. On I mean, this show. You know, I mean, listen, everybody Everybody looks back at, like, their formative years as just times were sick, right? Yeah. Just going to say, it was sick. And and we had just enough technology to make things easy. Yeah. But not enough that we were utterly reliant on it at all times. It's been the refrain of this show for a while that 1996 was the moment that culture peaked. Yeah. So I can't speak with as much authority on this because I was a child through the 90s. But I'm just going to say that I was a more culturally in touch child than a lot of my contemporaries were just because of what my parents enjoyed. I, I mean, my dad, like, had Afghan wigs records and fucking Weezer records and refused records and shit in the 90s that I was actively listening to as a kid. My parents all liked good music, good movies, good shows for the most part. I was culturally interested. I mean, I remember being a kid, age four or five, I have a, a, a fully... Uh, like a full memory of like my dad sitting down, uh, my dad and I sitting down and listening to like the first day that the Fort Wayne like alt rock station um, broadcast 96.3. And I have a really distinct memory of that. So I feel like I was, I have more uh, coherent memories of my childhood than a lot of people that I know. And I remember the nineties really fondly. And what Nate just said, I think is like, it's important that we don't always fall into the trap of like, ah, uh, yeah, I'm probably just remembering this because, you know, oh, those halcyon days. I'm probably remembering them fondly, but they weren't as good as I recall. I think that's an ahistorical take because yeah. straight up, like, throughout time, there are periods where things are better. Yeah. Holistically. Oh, sure. And when they're way fucking sure. worse. Sure. Like, like, there's always, like, when you get down to a granular enough level, there's always something good yes and cool right right but yeah i mean for sure i mean just look at like the depression era exactly decidedly unsick for sure right but yes i don't know man i thought it was sick the, the number one thing that i miss about the 90s is the fact that like uh well there's, there's a bunch but um that people could <laughs> you could generally just rely on like doing something without having to constantly check in sure. even like minutes before you go to do it yeah absolutely yeah right for sure you could show up at somebody's house if you had pre-established plans you could be counted on yeah. to come through with yeah. those things. i'm still way out of out of sync with that because i'll be like if i tell you i'm gonna be i'm gonna be at a place in three weeks right i'll fucking I'll, I'll be, be there. there yeah yeah yeah, for sure so i think his question also is more specifically not what was sick about the 90s but also what were the visible changes so I was at a pretty pivotal age when 9-11 happened. I was at a formative age in which my life was about to start actively changing anyway because I was moving into a different sphere of, of my youth. I was like, I was in middle school. I had just started middle school, which was distinct from elementary school. Uh, so like, this is a period of my life which I remember strongly anyway. I think the biggest cultural shift was that the sort of wingnut, jingoistic, hyper-patriotism that previously 
the vast majority of society either openly poo-pooed or at the very least at the very least kept private was now just a normal feature of day-to-day life. Well, I think that it no, because I grew up around like Vietnam vets and shit. Sure, no and, doubt. Like, that was it. Didn't matter because that was constant. Like, like we were talking about joking about Soldier of Fortune magazine and sure. stuff. And like, I can't tell you how much looking through that. It's like holy shit. I remember these shirts. I remember all this sort of, of stuff when I was a kid. That stuff was up there. through my teens. Of course, the thing was, it was just because there was no easy way for those folks for any for anybody yeah to form a separate sort of culture and an identity around something, no matter how much, right. how fucking stupid it That's was. That's what I mean. I don't mean it that that stuff wasn't there. Like, nothing right. like that could get inertia. Exactly. Exactly. Right? That, that's I mean, what I mean. Yeah, you yeah. had fucking psych, you, you had Ruby Ridge, you yeah. had shit, like that shit always still fucking happened. Of course. It's just that like, <laughs> like it wasn't like, I don't know, man. No, it, everything wasn't a cultural rallying point. Exactly. That, and that's what I mean is that that stuff just became like a day-to-day part of the day-to-day cultural fabric of America in a way that it wasn't previously. Like, that stuff was always there. You always... There was fucking flag decals and shit prior to 9-11. There was fucking wingnuts. There was plenty of conservatives. I mean, you know, we lived through the fucking Reagan era. era. Like, this this shit was not new. But it took on a decidedly distinct tone post 9-11. And I'm not even talking about, like, Islamophobia or anything like that. I'm just talking about the way that it balkanized political groups and coincided with the emergence of, like, a new and evolving internet and interconnectivity and the way that those things evolved at the same time that the idea of broadcasting your personal political beliefs on, like, viewable, broadly viewable social platforms also evolved like it just created a culture that was uh, that is distinct from anything that we have experienced in human history thus far yeah it was just it was just so much harder for fucking people to find each other yeah and and to 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 coalesce dude my fucking nephew asked me we were going for a ride out of the mountains on sat on friday and he fucking asking me questions you know what i mean like like you know he wants to, he likes to go out and go out and do outdoors things and hike with me and shit like that yeah and he's always asking me questions about nature or whatever right and he goes do you, do you think space is real mm-hmm. and i was like dude what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> like where is this coming from man right yeah, yeah yeah i just you know like i mean do you think it's real and i'm like yeah <laughs> i do yeah who, who's telling you that it's not right and he, you know, he wouldn't like cop to anybody, you know what I mean? But sure. I, I, I get a feeling I know where because right. little homie wears like fucking like tattered American flag two A shirts and sure. his hey dudes everywhere he goes. And right. I'm like, buddy, you need to stop listening to stupid people. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's very easy to go down. It's very easy for stupid people to sound like they know what they're talking about nowadays. No doubt. Um, I was like, yes, space is real. Yeah. Um, it definitely is. Yeah, unequivocally. Unequivocally real. Yes. Okay, so whoever is whoever is saying some shit like this, you can just disregard literally anything else they're saying. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> so I think... <laughs> like, like that. you know what I mean? Like, the conspiracy theorists were more fun because it wasn't like some weird cultural threat. That's what I'm saying, Everything yeah. was more fun. Exactly. Unless, you know, unless I'm, I'm I, you know what I mean, from my perspective. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. yeah, sure, right. Everything was more fun. Yeah. Like, ev- not everything was like this heavy fucking culture war bullshit. Exactly. Not everything was posted out there for everybody to fucking look at for all eternity. Right. And shit was just looser, man. Exactly. And, like... We talk about... And 
I'm going to say this. Uh, at least in my neck of the woods where I'm from, yeah, geographically, mm-hmm. things were nicer. Like, I mean, like physically, things were better maintained and nicer. Sure. I walk around my neighborhood and I'm like, holy fuck, I can't believe how run down these people let their houses get nowadays. And I'm like, I can't believe how run down everything is. And it's like, I mean, I don't know if it's because there was an older generation that, like, was still around, like my grandparents' age, that were like, yo, you need to do your fucking chores and mow the lawn and do this shit. Right. Right? Yeah. But nobody takes care of anything anymore. Yeah. I mean, also, like, our nation's infrastructure is crumbling. Yeah, but it's not, I'm not talking about roads and shit. I'm talking about, like, literally everybody's fucking domicile. Well, and people also didn't wear pajamas in public. I mean, they did, but not like, I don't know, man. Not like it is. All I'm saying is, is, like, I just walk around, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, just fucking, you know what I mean? Like, I don't give a shit if you mow your lawn, but at least, like, I don't know. Fix your fucking doors so that water doesn't get in your house. Sure, yeah. Right? Yeah, man, I, I don't know. The The differences are innumerable, yeah. honestly. But, like... There's a hopelessness. Maybe yes. it's just me, but there's just sort of, like, sure. a fed-up hopelessness nowadays. Absolutely, man. Yeah, very much so. And like I said, there's just massive, like cultural balkanization at scale that couldn't have happened i think without a the inciting event of like a massive terrorist attack on american soil and the evolution of social media and all the things that that entails like it was just a perfect storm of fuckery to create the culture that we have today which is by all measures markedly worse than it was in 1996. Yeah, just fucking hopeless. Kill and, yourself. And additionally, I want to say, we talk about this with subculture and shit on the show on occasion, like the idea that to get into this kind of thing, just by, there were, there's been posers and tours since day one, but you had to be interested in this stuff on some level because like there had to be a genuine interest on some level because you couldn't stumble across it in the way that you could now. But that applies to exactly what you were talking about too, in terms of just like wing nut conspiracy theory culture and stuff. Yeah, like now. you had to work for it. You had to fucking work for it, man. Right. You had to tune into coast to coast. Right. You had to seek out the subversive literature. You had to listen to AM radio exactly. at fucking one in the morning. Exactly, man. Right. Exactly. And you had to ba- you had to buy the David Icke books. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you couldn't just look this shit up later to hear a fucking recording you, of you it. You couldn't read the Turner Diaries in PDF format no. on archive.org. No. You had no. to fucking mail order that shit from a fucking weirdo. Nobody even knew what the fuck DMT it was. Exactly, man. So it's just, like I said, man, a perfect storm. Uh, we could go on about this all day. Let's not. Um, okay, so... <sighs> Okay, I'm in the text messages. The first one, I literally cannot say on the air. No, we can't. I cannot. I can't do that one, but it is pretty funny. Um, okay, shout out to Tyler Hammer for sending in the Nithing Stuff, album of the year for me. I wanted to submit it, but I figured there was no way people weren't already turned on to it. Best brutal death metal since Putridity. Matt Kilner, main Nithing dude, is the fucking man. Yeah? Yeah. That was sick. Shit, that's fucking awesome. Also, you're clicking again. You're clicking with a little thing in your hand. I'm not sure what it is. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah, okay. Um, Do Tim's count as cool ma shoes, or does it only pair with something like a puffy jacket? Well, first of all, the puffy jacket and and cool mosh attire are not mutually exclusive. I wore a puffy jacket when I was doing a Colossal Man set the other day. Um, Tim's are fine. They're a practical shoe. I think, yeah, they're a cool ma shoe. 
no further thoughts on it. A Tim is just fine. It's a practical, it's a practical and stylish boot. Um, I've, I haven't rocked a Tim or a Tim like shoe in many years. Um, I also haven't rocked like a baby blue, no limit soldier football Jersey in many, many years. And those two things, uh, have broad, broadly have a lot of overlap. I'm so. just going to say they are a practical, they're practical footwear, but they are not an actual boot. Sure. Yeah. Not no. They're not like a field boot. <laughs> no, they're not like an actual useful boot. You don't wear those to the work site unless the work site is slanging rocks. Yeah. Like um, you know, I, I I had an assistant one year that that, that one I said, well, you got to get some fucking boots for some, you know this work we're gonna do. Yeah. And he shows up in Timberlands and I laughed at yeah, him. Yeah. No. 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 That's not a. That's not. <laughs> that's not a work boot. Okay. Last one here. Do you guys think the reason none of those kickback worship bands hit the same as kickback is because none of them will really go there lyrically or visually? Yes, that's the reason that a lot of bands that are imitating like truly transgressive shit doesn't hit the same way. That's why it's lame when you apologize for throwing a pig's head. Right, exactly. I mean, that's why like brain bombs is fucking brain bombs. Right. And imitators of brain bombs are not because they just said the thing. <laughs> they just right. really said the thing. And I'm going to tell you what, uh, Stefan from Kickback, he doesn't just say the thing. He lives the thing. Right. This, is, this, this guy is an open and unabashed, not just sex tourist, but also like a death fanatic who literally lives in Thailand and tries to beat ambulances to fucking, like, crash sites and shit so he can take pictures of the bodies and publish them in zines. He's a fucking, oh, yeah. he's a fucking so psychopath. That's the guy that gets me all the pics. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy that gets that's you the all the pics, right. He's a fucking psycho, man, and it's reflected in Kickback's lyrics. And, like, Kickback's, maybe casual fans, you know, who just like the breakdowns, don't know. I have to imagine most people know by now, but those lyrics go beyond the pale in terms of being transgressive. And I'm not talking about, like, we joke about racist music and shit on here. That music is about, like, disemboweling hookers and not in, like, a fucking cool, quirky death metal way. Right. It's, like, it's rendered in such a way that you have strong suspicions that this man has done these things. Right. Right? And all of his hobbies suggest that that's maybe true. So it's like, yeah, of course the kickback imitators don't hit the same way because you can copy those riffs, and they're good riffs, but you're not going to have... You talk about, you know, a lot of hardcore bands, especially metallic hardcore bands that, that come you know, from the integrity school of thought, they have this air of, like, evilness or whatever about them. This is a man talking about and potentially living legitimately, like, evil shit. <laughs> like, weird fucking fringe lifestyle shit. So, yes, that is, you cracked the code on that one. Um, and that's all we got this week from uh, from our listeners. Unless yeah. you have any clothing closing thoughts. Unless you have any clothing thoughts. No. Apologize for the fucking uh, 1990s talk. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm sure plenty of our, uh, most of our listenership is old enough that I'm sure that they just sat in remembrance. I'm just going to tell you this. Yeah. It was sick. It was sick. <laughs> All right. We'll, uh, we'll catch you next week.